0: Okay, are you ready? Five, four, three...
1: And Welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that knows that Gryffindor is the popular choice, but when sitting under the sorting hat, we have our fingers crossed, secretly hoping for Ravenclaw. My name is (laughs) Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother, Peter. Proud Hufflepuff. (laughs) At any rate. um, So, if this is your first time listening to us, we're doing something a little bit different. Normally, we talk the news, and then we uh, talk uh, our top five favorite something, but we realized that we might run into a situation where multiples of us are sick or someone's on vacation or we might not be able to record so we're gonna do a series of just placeholder episodes or filler episodes so for some reason we can't release an episode we can fall back and you guys can
0: still listen to us banter about something yeah Um, we want to make sure we can actually bring something for you guys to listen to even when we can't yeah each each and every week i mean we could take a holiday
1: break so we're not actually sure when this episode is dropping so this is more of a uh don't consider this as the next episode think of this as a hey the guys had to take a break but they gave us something anyway Mm -hmm. uh so tonight uh, one of the things I want to talk to you about, Peter, is, so this is basically, I ran, I got into a conversation with someone that um, we started talking about something that is on the internet lately that um, I think it, it can be good and it can yeah. be very bad at the same time. And it, I don't know if, it's not really controversial, but I think it's kind of, it could be considered spoilery in a sense and by the way uh, listeners we're not talking about spoilers Uh, we're talking about the idea of spoilers when I say that Um, but what we're talking about tonight is the subject of fan theories okay now a fan theory means I just saw Infinity War Thanos snapped his fingers the snap heard around the world and everybody on the internet freaks out and they start talking about their ideas of what's happening next in the Marvel universe Mm mm-hmm a fan theory. My first problem with this is I've always hated the term <laughs> fan theory. And when I say that, I mean, I've hated like the word theory is fine. Man, fan in front of it has always bothered me. It's always made me cringe. I'm not entirely sure. What. <laughs> Fair um, enough. But this conversation I got into was about, do you think, how do you avoid a fan theory that could potentially be a spoiler? I guess the argument is you just don't read the internet. Yeah, that's true. Um, the other, but then how do you get the cool news? How do you find us as a podcast? How do you, you know, that kind of stuff. Like Game of Thrones is coming out. Game of Thrones is coming back for their final season. There's a bunch of fan theories out there. I guarantee they're all wrong. Yeah. Because they're being so tight-lipped with, the, with the, what the season is. I have one prediction for the season, and it's a character prediction, not for the end of the show. It's not who's going to be on the throne at the end of the show. That's not my prediction. I have a prediction about someone betraying someone else. That's the only thing I got. It's the only thing I can think of. It's like, hey, I think this person is going to betray this person in the season. Awesome. Right. You know what I mean? If I'm right, cool. If not, who cares? Um, But there's the argument that fan theories are meant to be fun. Fan theories are meant to be exciting. They're just meant to, like, for speculation. I mean, that was the whole point. You get done with your movie – you walk out of the theater knowing there's another movie coming like oh my god let's talk about this let's <laughs> yeah. speculate what do you think is going to happen so technically that's all fan theories but a lot of time fan theories dive get so far as that you see articles on the internet that say this is how this movie should have ended <laughs> yeah and you think and I always think to myself if you're so smart why are you not in Hollywood writing this for them if you want if you really think this is how this movie should end and so those articles always bothered me so, it's this really weird,
0: I guess, point. Yeah. So, let's talk about this. Okay, fair enough. So, do you have any thoughts on this um, Well, I thought it was funny that you're talking about specific articles written. Um, currently, if you... I One of my favorite news outlets is uh, comicbook.com, and if you go on there anytime lately, it's like, some days there's multiple fan theory articles posted and about I... Avengers Endgame, like... This is how Avengers Endgame is gonna end. This is blah blah blah. And right, and I skip all of them. <laughs> not yeah, same. Same not, here. Not because I don't want to read about Endgame, but because Ten Bucks says every one of those is wrong. Yeah, and that's that's how I feel. I, if it's kind of like a, uh, if it's a fan theory before the actual movie has came out, in my opinion, I'd say go eat your heart out and read as many of them as you want because. I've never run across one that's actually been true when I actually finally see the movie. And usually it adds up in a different way. Like I've seen uh I've seen like full like 20-minute YouTube videos that are all like really well edited and there's a lot of time put in it, in them about like what was going to happen in last in the last Jedi. And then when I finally saw Star Wars The Last Jedi, none of that actually happened. So right. I mean, but how about this for a, how about
1: this for a counterpoint? If I, if you tell me that, um, if you give me your theory, or let's say I start reading these fan theories, suddenly, don't, do you think that drums up possible expectations in my head?
0: Yeah, it's possible, And then suddenly
1: I'm walking out of the theater, and God, that movie was horrible, it didn't do anything like I thought it was going to do. Well, I didn't write it, I didn't direct it, I didn't know anything going in, so I shouldn't have walked in with any expectations. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, in a, real, in a weird way, I feel like fan theories kind of ruin it. Yeah, I can see I that. Mean, I mean, you and I can have a conversation privately, and I go, dude, wouldn't it be cool if, and we can have this conversation, and I walk away, and it doesn't really matter. Or this is what I think is going to happen, and it doesn't matter. It's just a conversation. But when I see article after article after article after article, all starting with the word fan theory suggests that, none of it's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's more obnoxious than anything. But do you consider this stuff spoilery? I I guess I don't because I haven't run across something actually giving... Like, I haven't run across a fan theory that's, like, spoiled something that's actually happened in a movie. But I do understand what you mean where if you get so caught up in the world of fan theories and your own fan theories that it gets to a point where you can't actually enjoy the finished product of this movie that you were... Like, you were excited about this movie in the first place. That's why you had all these theories. But when you finally see the finished product you can't enjoy it because you're too caught up in you know what could have been like i do think there's a problem there where you're just you're building up these i don't want to say fake narratives but these narratives that were never going to happen in the first place too much that you can't enjoy the final movie so so endgame hasn't really at at the
1: time of this recording avengers endgame has not released yet uh in infinity war we saw loki die and Mm -hmm. there's all this speculation and fan theory suggests that Hulk is actually Loki in disguise I don't know I've read the article but I don't know where someone got the idea that that's a thing Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like where would you come up with the idea that that's not actually the Hulk like you know (laughs) I understand he didn't turn into the Hulk but that doesn't mean that he's Loki there's another explanation as to why he didn't turn into the Hulk And my personal opinion is that the Hulk was afraid
0: Right. And Thanos is the first being to make the Hulk afraid. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen theories about Endgame that uh, supposedly they're all going to time travel back to the events of the first Avengers movie. And they were going to, when they're fighting against the Chitauri in the Battle of New York, and that they were going to... Make sure they defeat Thanos in that battle in the first one, so that the rest of it never happens. And it's like well, literally how about, how every day there's a new fan theory right. coming out. Well, how out about, about I debunk movie? that fan theory altogether? <laughs>
1: first off, I could be wrong, but Thanos wasn't in the battle in New so York. So he was—he wasn't even there.
0: He was on the other side of the universe, sending an uh, okay Atari army with Loki to Earth. I'll have to watch it. So when I, I remember feeling like he was when. Uh, Iron Man goes through the portal at the end, right? Like I felt like he was re- Thanos was in reach from that point. If that makes sense, I don't think so. Okay, because that's it. Kind of, they kind of made it seem that way. So so Thanos has this little floaty throne thing right. that you see him on, and you never
1: actually get to see who's in the chair. Yeah, right until the end of the film, until the bonus scene at the end of the film and loki's given the scepter and you hear people talking and it's never you never actually get to see or hear thanos's voice until the end of the film and thanos is just in his little floaty chair but loki was sent to earth with the chitauri army to find these infinity stones right but you don't know they're infinity stones you just know Loki's coming in the grand scheme of things you don't know they're the infinity stones (laughs) you just know that loki's coming to this army then the next time you see Thanos is in his floaty chair in Guardians of the Galaxy. I think at the time of the first Avengers film, Thanos was literally just out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in Thanos land organizing this plot, hoping that his minions do, all, <coughs> do yeah. all the work for him, and then he'll have all the stones and just be able to snap and, his fingers And, 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 call and it think, I think you're right. I think um... like Thanos wasn't there. The, I understand the, the, idea, the idea of the uh, the teleportation but
0: yeah I, I think that. the idea of like Iron Man going through the portal or breach or whatever you want to call it and Thanos actually being reachable from that point I do understand why why people got that impression but I think you're probably right where Thanos was probably like you know light years away from that spot yeah, light years know. away so I don't I feel like that's kind of a moot point. Okay, fair enough. Um, like I don't think that that could be a thing. My whole point bringing it up is like I saw that theory the other day, and it's every single day. There's like multiple end game theories, and you could probably go into other well, franchises and dig this stuff up. But there's a
1: there was a theory I saw where there were people were saying that Spider Man Far From Home takes place before Infinity War. Yeah, and I was like, I don't understand how you got that. Because he's got. You see two new Spider Man suits in the trailer. And, yeah, I know Nick Fury's in it, but you see two. You basically see two new Spider Man suits in the trailer, and everything looks like it's post. In terms of the character himself, the physical appearance of Spider Man looks like it's after <laughs> Infinity War. Right. I know Spider Man's one of the people that didn't survive the snap, but we don't know what that means yet. We just yeah. know that everyone who died or. Disappeared from Thanos' snap, and yeah, up, you know, they all have sequels coming, <laughs> so we don't know what that means. And you're not yeah. gonna get rid of your Spider
0: Man. I-, I saw it might have been the same theory you're talking about, but there was one that the events of uh, Spider Man Far From Home take place in an alternate timeline where Spider Man never gets off the bus. I saw that, that <laughs> I saw that yeah. too. I saw <clears> that too. My problem with that
1: theory is that, and this is something where I'm going to kind of poke at Marvel a little bit here, DC Comics created the multiverse long before Marvel (laughs) did. We're talking decades before Marvel did. And DC Comics has been the butt of Marvel jokes for a while about how, and Joe Quesada, who works over at Marvel, has specifically said, you know, we don't have crisis, we have character development, and has poked at DC about having their multiverse. And here, guess what happens? Suddenly Marvel has a multiverse. Yeah. So uh, Marvel, if that's your fallback, that's, you know, you can't say that DC's got poor storytelling. (laughs) Right. That stuff stuff really bugs me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but it has been confirmed that the events of Spider-Man Far From Home take place after Endgame and before infinity war. Okay. So because of the time possible time travel stuff that happens in endgame maybe, but at the same time, that could just simply be a flashback. Mm-hmm. And they're and it's the Marvel press going, "We can't tell you." So we're going to be super vague and make you go, "What?" And then the fans are going to freak out. So as far as I'm concerned, technically fan theories could ruin a movie for you or and i think
0: um i think in the case of the last jedi i think that might have actually been what happened where there is a lot of fan theories about that movie and uh i really think that a lot of people may might have gotten their hopes up that certain things would happen and then when the movie pans out and um I think Ryan Johnson had a little bit of fun playing with people's expectations and saying, you know, like, it doesn't matter who Snoke is and stuff like that. And uh, I think a lot of people were really disappointed. And that kind of goes back to kind of my belief is like, I personally actually really enjoy fan theories. I think they're really fun to digest. I think they're fun to speculate about. But I still try to keep them at a distance enough that I can still enjoy the movies that are coming out. And you know, these pieces of media that I want to enjoy in the first place. But I do think if you can kind of view them as a separate but fun speculative activity, that's fine. Just don't let it ruin your experience of like the actual movie right. that's coming out. So uh, so I, this is something I, I wish uh, my friend Bryn who came on the <clears> podcast <throat>
1: uh, one time when you were out. Uh, yeah. She is the person I got into this conversation with mm-hmm. about fan theories because she was kind of in like this weird panic mode like i just read this thing and i think i just ruined something for myself (laughs) yeah um and i was and that kind of started us down the path and she is really into game of thrones like i am and she was telling me that she's terrified about something getting spoiled for this game of thrones season that's coming out this uh, the the final game of thrones season because the previous season someone hacked hbo and got everything leaked well, I heard about the hack, mm-hmm. and I avoided the internet for the entire season of Game <laughs> wow, of Thrones. yeah. If I saw Game of Thrones anything an image, like, if I saw an image on a thumbnail or saw it in the title of an article, I automatically skipped it because I, I didn't want any spoilers for it. Yeah. So, like, I was just being really diligent about staying away from Game of Thrones-related stuff on the internet because I found out about that leak. Um, so... But she's but she's reading this article, and because of this article she read, she thinks she ruined something for herself about Game of Thrones or uh, Captain Marvel or it was something. Okay. I just don't remember yeah. what it was specifically. But the idea that these things can ruin the movies for you—that's mm-hmm. um, the big controversy, and that's the thing that kind of bugs me. So I didn't. I just. I mean, I think it's. I think it's also an. This of, is a tough. This is a tough topic to cover because. <coughs> there's the spec there's the speculation of there's the fun of the speculation but at the same time
0: yeah you know. I think it's also it's such an individual thing so because certain people don't like spoilers at all like um like uh, like our brother Scott, he avoids all trailers in general for the I think most he part. avoids everything in general. yeah and and that's because he knows that he enjoys a movie much better without knowing anything about it. but I mean I know other people who, look of spoilers like some people like seek out the plot of a movie before they see it and it never bothers them and I think it's just if you know yourself to be somebody who's not going to take kindly to spoilers or even fan theories that might be spoilery like I think it's just kind of on you to avoid them you know um it does kind of there is an annoyance with a uh, certain Online uh, news sources for like this nerdy stuff that just post fan theories as titles to articles like fan theories suggest that Peter Parker is really a dog or you know like something ridiculous and you see it and then you're like oh well that might have ruined it for me and I didn't want that in the first place (laughs) so it's Kind of maybe just being careful which, where you, you know, what's your source for news as well as just how much you want to actually The big thing I'll say with the source for news is uh, there's a handful of websites where I
1: started that I would read and eventually like, um, so for example, uh, io9.com. You guys are a great website if you're listening. Um, But every now and then an article hits that website that I 100% disagree with and it's almost like they get they get a little negative with things. Right. And it kind of turns me off, and I like kind of look at the person who wrote the article, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to read anything of you for a while, because that was just kind of <laughs> negative, and I don't want to yeah. hear about it. Um, so, I mean, that stuff can kind of ruin your taste. Um, you mentioned Last Jedi. The bad press that The Last Jedi got was basically the Internet cowering. You know, they were just, like, whining and moaning about things they didn't like about the movie. Well... That was probably predicated on all these theories that people had, and then they mm-hmm. didn't get to see what they were expecting, and then um, everyone is hyper-negative about it. So, yeah, I really don't... This is this is kind of a weird territory, but then a fan theories, are a lot of them are based off of trailers. A lot of the fan theories don't even spill out until you see a trailer, and then people are like, massive speculation on what they saw in the trailer, but the trailer is cut... They call it a trailer because it's put together after the movie's done shooting. Okay, that's why it's a trailer. Right. They cut that together and do the edit, and it's all out of context. It's all out of misorder. There are lines of of dialogue. There's lines of dialogue sometimes that appear in trailers that don't ever appear in the film. (laughs) Right. Um, We when Scott was here, we talked about (coughs) (laughs) we talked about the Rogue One trailer, and. The Rogue One trailer has a lot of footage that never actually made it to screen, Mm -hmm. so it was all almost
0: all speculation anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean that also goes to show like how do you feel about trailers as spoilers? Yeah, I think it's kind of on the movie studio to make a trailer that's in a way like it has to make you excited about the movie, but also confused enough that you're not going to you know, ruin it for the people who are going to see the movie. Um, In recent memory, one of my favorite trailers that came out was the trailer for Deadpool 2 because you watch the trailer and it shows a lot of stuff. Like, it shows a lot of random fight scenes and stuff. But when I finally saw the movie, I realized that most of what they showed in the trailer was in within, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. Like, most of the stuff they showed was right at the beginning. And I told people about that um, after I saw the movie, and people are like, how is that possible, you know? Because they see this trailer right. where Deadpool's well, fighting against the, sumo wrestlers and doing opening, all this
1: crazy stuff. The and, opening of the Deadpool movie is a
0: montage mm-hmm. of fight, fight scenes while he's giving you the narrative <laughs> yeah. to what's going on. Mm-hmm. and But I think... And, and you're right, and that movie is kind of an isolated case because it has that montage of the beginning, but it's still, like, I feel like kind of the right way to do it, where you're not giving away the story, but you are getting people excited to see the movie. Uh, too often, a lot of these trailers show, like, the whole movie within the trailer. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of a joint effort. I think... Um, it's, it is a little bit on the movie studio to release a trailer that doesn't give away too much because I feel like if you do give away too much, I mean, the consequence to that is just people not seeing your movie. So, I mean, right. eventually you have to learn the well, lesson Well, let me ask somewhere. you this.
1: When a trailer for a movie that you really want to see comes out,
0: yeah. do you watch the trailer? Most of the time. Most of the time. How many times do you watch the trailer? I usually watch it once. Okay. Um, Unless I'm really excited about the movie and I just can't wait. And it also, it does really depend on how much of the story it actually gives away. So. Okay. So when you say the amount of
1: story, for example, the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, the entire trailer was the entire film in chronological order mm-hmm. in two minutes. It was weird. I noticed it from the get-go that it showed too much of the movie. And I realized that it was basically the entire movie in order. Yeah. So by the time I went and saw the movie at the theater, <laughs> I was like, "Well, I've already seen this. I guess I'm seeing the extended version."
0: Exactly. Um,
1: and that really, like, and that really turned me off to Spider-Man: Homecoming the first time I saw it. I didn't want to watch the movie, and I was kind of bitter sitting in the theater watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had any like fan theories ruin a movie experience for me yet, but sometimes the speculation like. The amount of articles about Endgame that hit the internet right now are not making me excited for Endgame. Mm -hmm. I know that when the movie hits, when it finally comes, I'm going to be, like, in my seat, super excited, probably putting on Snapchat, Hey, I'm here, I'm at the theater, you know, that kind of
0: thing. So, I mean, it's one of those things where uh, I've talked on the podcast before about when Star Wars The Force Awakens came out, and when the movie first started, and it said... You know a long time ago in a galaxy far far away and the opening crawl came up that was the most impactful part of the movie because I just was brought back to watching Star Wars as a kid growing up and watching the prequels and I was just like I had this emotion where I was like I didn't know that I was missing this but I miss this feeling of going to see a Star Wars movie and uh when you have a fan theory every single day about a movie f- franchise, as much as you love it, you're going to get tired of hearing about yeah. it every single day. And it's kind of, I feel like with um, Avengers Endgame, it's kind of getting to that level it's where it's
1: just... The oversaturation of exactly. Avengers Endgame yeah. has already happened. To me, it's kind of already happened, and I'm doing everything in my power to avoid it. Like <laughs> right? On our show proper, when we do a normal episode, I try not to bring up Marvel news because I'm not... I am not actively seeking it out. Yeah. Until Captain Marvel comes out. Um, it's funny that we're recording this because we don't know when this episode is dropping. <laughs> <laughs> for but sure, yeah. at the time of this recording, Captain Marvel hasn't come out yet. So I'm excited. I have my ticket. I just, there's not, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing to talk about because we don't know what happens after Spider-Man. Yeah. Because we only know that Spider-Man is the, Spider-Man
0: Far From Home comes after Endgame and we they haven't told us the next slate. Yeah. And and I love that sort of yeah blank slate this open canvas that literally literally endless possibilities and that's kind of an exciting place to be when you know there's more coming and that's kind of I would rather talk about what's beyond Spider Man
1: than speculate at all about Endgame because I want to trust the studio that they made us a perfect film and right. we have to just <coughs> yeah and we have to just sit back and enjoy and wait
0: but people do not have patience anymore so. yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, I <laughs> think, like, people don't have patience. Well, but... I watch a trailer at least
1: once. Um, what I've done in the past is I've watched trailers too many times for certain ones just because I wanted to keep seeing it. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd get a great trailer, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to see that again. Yeah. And I have to watch that again. And I wasn't picking apart things, but what I found was happening was the imagery was just getting burned in my brain where i didn't want to see the imagery so then when i got to the movie theater i was like well i've already seen this already Mm -hmm. um so for me i watch a trailer because trailers are exciting and trailers are meant to be exciting and i just wanted to be excited about the movie and here it is so the super bowl is going to run a whole bunch of trailers yeah and uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about after the super
0: Bowl. (laughs) right on yeah
1: so uh there's that yeah um so that that's probably going to be all trailer episode when that happens that's all we're going to talk about uh, yeah. but the uh, and I'll watch all the trailers but I'm not going to watch them I'm not going to freeze frame I'm not going to look at corners like like the <laughs> yeah. Endgame trailer has some freeze frames <coughs> where it looks like you know the uh, the character that they show next to a van in the end game trailer if you haven't watched the Endgame trailer I don't want to spoil it <laughs> apparently there's something in that image that indicates when that actually takes place, oh, okay. and um, I saw that in a speculation thing that I was reading, and I'm like, man, I kind of wish I didn't see that, right? Because that already has my brain like working in a way, which means I'm gonna go to the theater with a preconceived notion of something. Mm-hmm. So the ultimate question is: Do fan theories ruin movies? Or television and, shows.
0: And I, I think they can. I still, just to me, I still think it's like an individual basis, basis thing. Like, if you know that looking up fan theories is going to ruin your experience, just don't do it. And it does require being a little bit careful about what you read and stuff. But And if you're one of those people who's so excited about, you know, a certain movie, but you don't want to ruin it, but you know if you have those fan theories at your grasp, you're going to read them because you're that excited. You know, maybe it's just you have to find a way to stay off the Internet. It's just kind of you got to know yourself and know, you know how you're going to enjoy the movie the most. So that's kind yeah. of how I look at it, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else to say on this subject? Um, we didn't talk at all about fan... So I actually do really like fan theories, but I'm not as into speculative fan theories like we've been talking about because a lot of times they're not true but uh i do wish when i say i
1: don't like the word fan theory i wish they were just theories (laughs) sure like it's the word fan ruins it (coughs) ruins it for me because i know that the person (laughs) with this thought has no actual stake in the characters and the writing and you know like like, they don't work for the company. They don't know anything. And I think that's what automatically turns me off in the articles.
0: <laughs> right. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I just, I know what you mean because it's the title fan theory just automatically makes it that much more amateur. But one of my favorite kinds of fan theories is actually theories about movies or comics or books, but theories about, like, extra things they add to something. So, like, it's actually after the movie comes out you've watched it, and then people find these cool fan theories for different plot holes or, you know, what was this character doing here? Oh, here's another fan theory that adds, like, so much more to the uh, movie or the story. Um, One of my favorite go-tos is there's this theory. Like, more expanded universe theory in a sense? Kind kind of, or just something that maybe turns the whole thing on its head but makes sense. Um, Okay, so for example, (coughs) back in the 90s, yeah, late 90s,
1: there was a book that released called Star Wars Tales from the Cantina. Right. And it was a it was it's a novel, but it's a series of short stories based on characters that exist in the Cantina from the original Star Wars movies and it was all the and it's all side stories. Which was just connective tissue and like, you know, so it was a character that you saw in the bar, but you got to hear a story about them and, you know, their travels throughout the Star Wars universe. And then sometimes it connected to the movie and
0: sometimes <laughs> yeah. it
1: didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like what you're talking about? Yeah, a
0: little bit. Like, I think that stuff is awesome. Um, another one, like, this the is kinda... fan
1: fiction, if
0: you will. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, another one is that, this is actually one of my favorite go-tos, is uh, there's this theory that, um, if you think about Scooby-Doo, like, everybody knows and loves the cartoon Scooby-Doo. Um, there's this fan theory I saw that, um, Shaggy is essentially, like, the stoner burnout guy, and all the other characters in Scooby-Doo are these, like, stand-up individuals, like, you've got, a uh, Fred, who's, like, the typical, like, popular guy, same thing with Daphne, like, Velma's, like, this honor student, like, really smart person, and... People are like, well, why are they all hanging out with Shaggy, who's this burnout guy? So I saw this fan theory that Shaggy's actually, like, attention... But, <laughs> um, like, essentially takes a lot of hallucinogens, and uh, this whole, all the Scooby-Doo stuff is in his head. And that's why he has, like, all these crazy visions of ghosts and stuff like that. And why... Um like, he talks to his dog and stuff, but also he, like, imagines all these friends that are too bit good for him in real life. Now, that's a very depressing look at Scooby-Doo. It is. But it is a theory that kind of, you don't have to believe it, because I don't believe that's true, but it's an interesting thing to think about, where you're like, that actually turns the whole story on its head and gives me a new perspective at it. Well, and I do like stuff like that, I guess. So you just now, this makes me want to go and <coughs> what like time periods of things
1: that have happened so for example (laughs) um when did scooby-doo become a thing to the classic teenagers in a horror movie writing trope become yeah in terms of what if think about movies like cabin in the woods what if the whole point of by the way in these like little filler episodes we're giving you guys they're uh we can, we're going to go off on tangents. That we're, this could go anywhere, so we're, we're on for a ride, I guess. Um, what I'm saying is, think about Cabin in the Woods. Is there a chance that all the character tropes that those, that group of kids are based off of were based off of Scooby-Doo? Yeah, I like, don't know. Scooby-Doo was the original horror movie teenage trope. I don't you know, know. with yeah. the popular kid, the like the hot cheerleader girl, the you know the honor student. Yeah, because I mean, the starter kid, and then yeah,
0: there's a thing God, about like you look at all
1: these other horror movies where teenagers are getting into things they're not supposed to, and then they get killed off by the killer. Basically, we've been the the industry has trained us to. You know, <coughs> just simply watch Scooby-Doo over
0: and over again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I never thought of that, but it's an awesome Well, I never thought about that until just now when you were
1: describing the character types of each of the Scooby-Doo characters, and I'm like, oh my
0: god, every horror movie (laughs) is Scooby-Doo. And it's funny because you think of classic horror movies and it is true, like, uh, you know, like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but, like, the classic, like, universal monster (laughs) movies, like the... Main characters are either, like, families or, like, scientists and stuff. And it's not, like, these, like, sort of, you know, teenage, like, cannon fodder, essentially, that, no, like, watch in much all. later, and you know? Later, you get, you know,
1: I feel like it's after Night of the Living Dead is when you started to get the teenage cannon fodder. Yeah, you might be right um, about that, That might too, be where yeah. it all started, because then you get, like, Scream, and you get, like, I know what you did last mm-hmm. summer, and all that, like, all these other, like, horror movies that have become, yeah, uh... This, like, Scooby-Doo trope, and sure enough, there it is, Mr. Withers under the mask. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I never thought about that, but that's actually really funny. But it just um, makes me wonder if Scooby-Doo yeah. is the precedent, and everyone's been trying to recreate Scooby-Doo on a hyper-violent, gory level. <laughs> yeah, and they just don't realize they they're just, doing it, maybe or, even. Or they just were like, <coughs> hey, time to put Scooby-Doo back on the drawing board, just don't put the dog in it. You yeah, know what for I mean? sure. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well
0: that definitely changes this, this the is Scooby also Doo films that have been released <laughs> so this is also going back to uh like they've already, they, this is totally random tangent, but with the success of, sh- of a show like Riverdale, where it's like, you know, the like right. serious take on Archie, I really want that dark, gritty take on Scooby-Doo. I think that'd oh, be so much fun, I, you know? Right. And I think, and now and do a, we... And do, do a whole season arc where the mystery takes a whole season and they don't unmask the person till the last episode. I right. mean, it'd now, be awesome. Now, and I
1: will say, what you just said is speculation, not fan theory. <laughs> this is yeah. This is us having fun with an idea and just spitballing and going, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if and that'd be really funny." Yeah. Um, have you kept up with Riverdale? Are you Oh, just, I'm
0: I'm still pretty behind. I'm still a little behind. I need to catch up on the season okay, essentially, so. Oh my god.
1: It just the weirder it gets, the more like amazing it gets. Like <laughs> just like super nice. Um I will say they did something really funny um Archie and Jughead had to go somewhere. I don't want to say where and I don't want to say why because that's partial spoiler to story if you're watching Riverdale and not caught up. But one of the, they had to make a stop and it was the Kent farm. Okay, did they say it was the Kent no, farm No, okay. It was the exact farm from the show Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Like they yeah. they clearly were like, well, we'll just use the Kent farm no one will notice. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> and I'm going, um, I watched CW, I noticed. <laughs> was there any like easter eggs on there or like no. mention of okay. No, but it was very clear that it was the Kent farm. <laughs> nice. Um, I just thought it was really funny, so I, you know.
0: That's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I brought up Scooby Doo originally because I just think, like, if you look up, like, old cartoon fan theories, there's, like, hundreds of these where you'll look up, like, something about, like, Rugrats, like, here's a crazy Rugrats fan theory, or, like, insert animated however, series but here. But this is a fan, th-
1: but those are <coughs> Scooby Doo fan theories, Rugrats fan theories, all, like, from, like, old
0: things. Those are theories. After the fact. And that's, yeah, and that's what, that's I guess my favorite kind of fan theory is the after the fact one where it actually, instead of ruin, potentially spoiling something, it's actually bringing something new to an older right. franchise. It's enhancing. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, perfect word, enhancing. Um, did you ever... Did you ever watch the show Phineas and Ferb? (laughs) Uh, I caught an episode or two,
1: but not much, yeah. Phineas and the Ferb. I know I have kid listeners for this show, but Phineas and the Ferb was a Disney Channel show about two kids who just did stuff on their summer vacation every day, and their sister always was like, you shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to get you in trouble, and then you could never do it. And then there was a other side, because that part of the story was juxtaposed with this crazy, their pet is a secret spy um, <laughs> yeah, and that always, they always kind of intertwine the stories. It was a brilliantly written television show. I never watched every episode, but I would actually sit down and actively watch that show. I thought it was really good. Um, a lot of great pop culture jokes, a lot of, it's just really smart writing. Yeah. Uh, and that's what really turned me onto it. I was talking to someone and that show came up in conversation and they thought it was stupid how the show ended. And, and I said, well, I always thought it was interesting how the show ended and they ran 104 episodes. And they're like, and they asked me why I thought that was interesting, and I go, in the song they say it's a hundred and four days of summer vacation. That's a lyric. <laughs> that's a lyric in the theme. That's song. awesome. Yeah. So even though the seasons were spaced out, every episode was one day of their summer vacation. Okay, that's and great. And when I was talking to this individual, they're just like, oh my god, like their mind was like blown
0: <laughs> at that moment. That's like cool. Completely in shock. That's like a yeah twenty four level sort of thing. Right. That's but really it's, cool. But it, the
1: it, the idea is is that this is something. <coughs> is That was an after the fact conversation that enhanced and made it cool. Yeah. Um, I agree with the after the fact. Um, does everyone remember the movie Willow? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, Willow is a fantastic movie. If you don't know what the movie Willow is, you should check it out. This is a George Lucas post Star Wars Ron Howard directed fantasy tale um, about, you know, goblins and sorcerers and swords and. It's swords and sorcery and dungeons and. You know, it's, it's awesome. I, mm-hmm. I really like the movie, and I fairly recently rewatched it, and it still holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie came out, like, early 90s. There was a three-book cycle that came out after, those, after the movie came out. Um, I never read them. Okay. Um, I just recently picked up the first one going, I should read this. I always liked Willow. I yeah. should check this out. Um, it's on my stack of stuff to read, um, so I haven't gotten to it yet but this is one of those things where it was written after the fact and it's just going to enhance the movie I saw yeah exactly you know, I may never get another Willow movie which is fine but after the fact like it's just I just thought that was really cool mm-hmm. so I really like I guess these theories or stories that take place elsewhere beyond what we've seen as opposed to pre what we've seen and maybe that's my problem
0: yeah I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just... I think there's just a level of it, too, where it gets out of hand. Like, I remember um, when the Harry Potter books were coming out and people were speculating about, like, before the seventh book came out, like, what was going to happen to all these characters? Like, is Snape really evil or not? Like, there was all these questions people were debating about, and that was really exciting, but it wasn't like every day somebody, like, throwing in your face... Well, I think this is going to happen, and this is going to happen. It was more of just like a fun community sort of uh, theorizing, as opposed to you know, it's just I think it's just with the internet, there's such a uh, gluttony of fan theories that I think maybe I don't know, maybe just settle down with them a little bit. Right. I'm not really sure. I just I think
1: <laughs> I think there's areas where the internet needs to calm down in a general sense when it comes to pop culture. Um, and I know you're having fun, so I can't say stop what you're yeah. doing because it's. I, I appreciate that you're having fun and enjoying the thing that you're enjoying, but let's not try and be negative and ruin it. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I
0: think so it's. I do th- I think tread it's tread uh, lightly
1: if you're reading through these is the best advice I can give anybody.
0: Yeah, and it's individual. Like you might want to go, you know, hop on Reddit or 4chan and go into these forums where they're dissecting every part of Infinity War and talking about everything that's going to happen in Avengers Endgame, but you might want to not wanna do that. So it's just, both options are out there. It's just, if you wanna avoid fan theories, you just gotta kind of be careful. I, will say, it, I will
1: say this though. Marvel is doing such a great job of dictating a story from page to screen. And I understand the comic books are gonna be a little bit different than the films because just translation's gonna be different. If you really want an idea of where this next Avengers film's going or what's <laughs> gonna happen next in the Marvel Universe, the best place to go is read the comic books crack open a comic book stay away from fan theories stay away from reddit the best source is the original source mm-hmm. read the comics because and I'll tell you this Captain Marvel um, the trailer just from Captain Marvel made me think to myself oh I wonder if they're going to take the secret invasion story arc and kind of shoehorn it in in a way and we just don't know it's coming But here's the thing. There's some things in that trailer that were familiar to me because of a comic book I read. And it made me go, I wonder. So in a way, I'm creating my own fan theory, (laughs) quote-unquote. Yeah. But the idea is simply, that's interesting if they went that route, but there's no clarity to the fact that they are or are not going to go that route. Right, yeah. But I read a comic book, so my knowledge though it's a little limited,
0: still has some weight in true reality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. exactly. You're not just throwing out crazy fan theories. Into no, the and No, and I'm
1: not just looking at a trailer going, oh, this is what's going to happen. No, I'm basing a lot of what I say off of my own understanding of a source material that existed long before what we're seeing on this screen. Yeah. So when it comes to superhero stuff, that's kind of how I look at it. When it comes to Game of Thrones... I have source material I can read. We've moved beyond the books at this point. Um, I gotta go along with the ride. So I'm (laughs) along with everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have much more to say on this subject. I just thought it'd be kinda cool to kinda break it down and get your
0: ideas and thoughts and a little tangent. I'm trying to think if there's any other like big fan theory theories I wanna put out there, I I think I'm I think I've said most of my thoughts all right. it's just yeah
1: well let's call it a day on this subject and <laughs> uh, we'll probably re we'll end up revisiting the fan theory road as we travel on through the podcast anyway um so for tonight uh, we're gonna call it quits uh this is not a normal episode so next week we'll be going back to our regular top five uh standard episodes so uh thank you all for listening as always we appreciate we appreciate all uh existing and possibly new uh listeners um the best way to find us, uh, go to our website, top5report.com, or subscribe to us on iTunes. If you subscribe to us, you will not miss one single episode we put out there. Um, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, it's top at Top5Report. If you want to interact with the show, shoot us an email at top5report at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me personally. I'm Drew. I'm on Twitter at Drew3927. Um, I'm on
0: Twitter at uh, Ninja Pierre, So And... Uh, that's about it. So, yeah. for the um, oh, I would say also, just this is a complicated subject. So, if you want to, you know, feel free to write in with your yeah. let, you let us know what know you think. You know? It's just we just figured this would be something kind
1: of cool to talk about on the side. Um, so, uh, back to our regular scheduled programming next week. <laughs> and uh, for, sure. for the top five report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you.